This episode is brought to you by the Learning Culture Experience, a cohort-based course for learning professionals. You'll learn how to transform your learning culture, transform your people, and ultimately transform yourself. In just five weeks, you'll walk through a system for designing cohort learning experiences and explore the VASE framework for cultivating a learning culture. You will leave the program with your very own cohort learning experience ready to roll out at your company. If you or someone on your team would benefit from learning how to cultivate learning culture and how to bring people together to learn, then apply now to join the program. Go to curiouslion.cloud forward slash experience to find out more. I think it's terribly important to insist on individual values. Learning culture podcast. Initiative, creation, all these things which we value. It's now possible to make organizations on a larger scale than was ever possible before. Learning Culture Podcast. Teach people to analyze the kind of things that are said to them. Hello, I'm Andrew Barry. I'm the CEO and founder of Curious Lion. Perhaps the most important part about the work that we do comes in the final delivery of the live learning experiences that form part of our cohort learning experiences. And so much of that success relies on you being a great facilitator for the people that come through the program. We've pulled together clips from a very good friend of mine and content advisor to Curious Line, Robbie Crabtree. Robbie is a former trial attorney with over 100 cases tried and incredible depth of experience in persuading audiences. He's gone on to found a company called Performative Speaking, where he works with founders, where he's helped them raise over $100 million in venture capital. I asked Robbie to put together some thoughts on how to be better facilitators. The rest of this takes you through that presentation in a shortened format. You'll learn eight important things I want to quickly introduce you to now. The first is about starting strong. It's about understanding how you want the people attending your live session to feel and how to set yourself up for success by taking on two personas, the teacher and the performer. The second addresses that question of, do I need to memorize lines? Robbie introduces a concept called extemporaneous speaking, which will give you advice and relief that you don't have to memorize everything. The next tip is about simplifying and making memorable the things that you're delivering. It's a simple rule of thumb to have in the back of your head as you're delivering information. The next is to not overdo it. Less is more. And Robbie gives some good examples about that. Number five is to embrace mistakes. Most of the time, your attendees in those live sessions don't even know it was a mistake. Number six is that there are no dumb questions. And Robbie introduces good ways to get that across to people up front so they feel safe enough to ask questions. Number seven is the often tricky situation where you are looking at another screen off to the side to see people's faces versus looking at them in the eye by looking at your camera. And Robbie talks about the difference between those two. And finally, the last one, is to finish big. With that, let me hand over to Robbie Crabtree. The first thing that you start off with is going to be how people feel, that vibe, that mood when they walk in the door. How do they feel? Do they feel energized when they get off of work and they come onto the call? You are taking the student on a journey, a journey of transformation. But the problem is if we don't get them to that end point, if they fall off, we don't actually achieve our goal. And you do that by starting things off in the right way. 
you come out of the gate bringing energy and bringing hype. And this is where it really comes down to this idea that you need two different personas when you are teaching and leading a course. You need the performer and you need the teacher. And essentially what it looks like is a journey. You start with the performer, you move into the teacher, and you end with the performer again. It's useful to, to basically think about it very much in terms of like the energy and the vibe you're trying to create. Performer is this idea of I'm trying to energize the crowd. Professor is I'm trying to transmit the information to them. But I think you need to realize there's different energy levels. Your energy level as a performer is generally going to be much higher than as a professor. Because professors, I'm just distilling information. I'm telling you the best ways to do things. I'm explaining it. I'm using examples. I'm talking through them. It's just more conversational. So a lot of times I'll use some sort of art, music, video, things of that nature to bring them back because I don't want them falling off. We can only take so much information at one point and absorb it. And so really I try to do it in about 15 minute buckets and then we'll give people a break, create more emotion to hype them back up and then go back into teaching again and kind of repeat that process as I'm going. Your goal should be to leave your students, the people taking your course, more energized, more excited, more inspired when they leave than when they showed up. Think about so many of the great speakers, why you want to listen to them. It's because they inspire you at the end. They leave you feeling more inspired and energized at the end of the, their talk than when you first came in. But it's also about this inspirational message of every person here has a voice, has a vision, has something to share. We want them to feel like every time they're in this conversation with us, not only do they get excited when they show up, not only do they learn something in the middle, but they also leave feeling energized saying, I want to have more conversations. It's an easy way to also create community because those people are talking to one another and having shared experiences. So not only do I want them to learn together, I want them to create that emotional connection to one another too. So we're actually fulfilling multiple goals in each session. Hey, it's your host, Andrew here. I wanted to take a second just to say that if you're enjoying this podcast, we would love it if you did a couple of things for us. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. It really allows us to grow the channel and reach a lot more people like you. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, take a moment to leave us a rating and review. It's a great way to give us some feedback and to tell the world what you think about this podcast. So whether you listen to it on YouTube or you listen to it as a podcast, if you take one of those actions, it would mean the world to me and my team. Thank you. And with that, right back to the show. Talking about extemporaneous speaking. And so many people struggle with this idea. How do I create on the fly? And Matthew McConaughey breaks it down beautifully. He talks about the way that he doesn't memorize lines. He embodies emotions and the feelings, which is what we're trying to create as speakers is we're trying to create feelings that people don't remember what we say. They don't remember how we say it. They remember how we made them feel. Your job isn't just to say the right thing. It's not to say it in the right way. It's to make sure your audience leaves feeling the way that you want them to. One of the hardest things for a speaker, which is what I'm teaching people how to do, is to simplify the complex, to make it memorable, to create that moment like MLK, I have a dream. That every single person knows exactly what that speech is about, and they only need to hear that one sentence. You have to be aware of what are you trying to convey to your audience, to your students. And if you know that, you're going to change your approach. Like you should be able to move these swings very quickly and understand what each of them is going to do to the dynamics of your crowd. There are going to be times that you mess up, that you think the next slide is one thing and you get to it and you're like, oh, I forgot that this was here. That's okay. It's okay to like sometimes realize you have made a mistake. 
I will tell you, like, you can handle it multiple ways. You can be like, oh, like, I didn't realize that, like, that was the next slide. Like, let's go ahead and go into that subject now. Or you can act like it was, it was planned all along and you can play it off. So really you can go either way. So don't be afraid to, to own mistakes or just to blow through them and not even act like they're there. I think that you want to do everything you can to not make somebody feel like they asked a dumb question or that, that it was, that they should know better. I think you just have to learn how to basically put on a poker face and just uh, like listen to them and be like, Hey, like, I'm a little bit confused by what you mean there. Can you explain that a little bit more to me? And, and yeah. I think what we always want to do when we're making these sort of comments to students who are reaching out to us and maybe got a wrong answer or don't like ask this question or like that, that makes like in my head, I'm thinking that makes zero sense. But I think what we try yeah. to do is we say, we make it about ourselves Hey, like I'm a little bit confused. I don't think I understand what you mean. Can you explain that a little bit more to me? Now it's not about them asking a dumb question. It's about me misunderstanding or having confusion. Typically when I'm in performer mode, I am only looking at the webcam, like only look at my camera. When I'm in teacher mode, professor mode, I'm looking at my, my audience to see, are they engaged? Is what I'm saying landing with them? That's, that's generally how I, I tend to think about it. But I think the big key is make sure your camera is as close to your computer as possible. So like it's easier to look at both of them without it feeling like you're looking way off. Always remember, it's a big finish at the end. And the way that I think most should be ending every single session is with some sort of powerful medium, whether it's a video, whether it's an image, whether it's a poem, and then inspiring with your final words. Instead of just fizzling out, instead of just dying slowly, leave them with something powerful. Give them a takeaway. Give them something to do. Give them encouragement. Give them inspiration. For some people, it may be a very powerful poem or an image. I don't think it needs to be a video. I've just found that's a very successful medium, especially when we're talking about speaking, storytelling, inspiring people. That resonates for my audience. But if you're a designer, you may want to use some sort of design inspiration and just talk about that. It really depends on what your medium is that you're talking to make sure that is, it is in alignment with the, the material that you're covering. Finish your big moment. You take about five seconds of just pause so that everybody knows, oh, that was it. And then you, you basically go into, like you can be performer mode and then you come back off and say, hey y'all, have a great weekend. Thank you so much for being here. See you next time. If we think about it like a, if you go to the symphony, if you go and watch the orchestra play, right? They finish and there is just silence. And it takes, you know, three, four, five seconds for everyone to realize they're done. They jump up, they start applauding, and then the musicians get up and start bowing and doing all the things that they do. Same, same approach for us. We take that big moment, make sure everyone realizes we're done. And then we go into the bow. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. See you next week. Hello, hello. I hope you enjoyed that episode. It's Andrew again with a quick message. If you'd like to support the show, the best way to do that is to leave us ratings and reviews where you listened. If you're on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe buttons and feel free to leave a comment. We love hearing from our listeners and viewers. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please take the time to give us a rating and leave a review. Once again, we love hearing from our loyal listeners. If you're listening to this on Spotify, please hit the follow button to make sure that you don't miss new episodes as they come out. 
And as a reminder, this episode is sponsored by the Learning Culture Experience, a first-of-its-kind cohort-based learning experience for learning professionals in which you will join a community of 50 other innovative learning professionals designing and developing cohort learning experiences that you can roll out in your companies. To find out more about the program and when the next cohort is starting, check out curiouslion.cloud forward slash experience. See you next week for another episode of the Learning Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening.